0: The journey, a rihla On the journey, a rihla On Saturday and Sunday mornings between Raja for Rajab and Sharban until the month of Ramadan, we're taking you back to Madrasa, inshallah, to slums school. But it's not on uh, the afternoons like we used to do, Monday to Thursday or to Friday. It's Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6.20 a.m. And before we get to the part where our Khalifa or our Sheikh Maruf Damam is going to take us through the surah, I'll read a little bit for you from um the book by Sheikh Khuram Murad a series of lectures that was transcribed in 1985 Bismillah rahmanir rahim from chapter 2 and sheikh khuram speaks about certain basic states and attitudes of heart and mind that are a necessary prerequisite for any fruitful relationship with the quran and says that we need to develop them as much as you can <clears throat> Make them part of your consciousness. Keep them ever alive and active. Integrate them into your actions. Let them penetrate the depth of your being. Without the help of these inner resources, you will not receive your full measure of the Quran's blessings. They will be your indispensable companions throughout your journey. These inner resources are neither difficult nor impossible to find. Through constant awareness and reflection, through appropriate words and deeds, you can acquire and develop them. The more you do so, the closer you will be able to come to the Qur'an. The closer you come to the Qur'an, the greater will be your harvest. May Allah grant us that. Amen. And the first inner resource is to remember that the Qur'an is the word of Allah. Come to the Qur'an with a strong and deep faith that it is the word of Allah, your Creator and Lord. And why should such a faith be a necessary prerequisite, he asks. Think of His, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's majesty and glory and power and you will feel awe and reverence and devotion for His words. Reflect on His sustenance and mercy and compassion, and you will be filled with gratitude and love and longing for His message. Know His wisdom and knowledge and kindness, and you will become willing and eager and ready to obey His commands. Ameen. May Allah grant us to be of those. Ameen. And then he says, You must therefore always remain conscious that each word you are reading, reciting, hearing, or trying to understand has been sent for you by Allah. Do you truly have this faith? You do not have to look far for an answer. Just examine your heart and your behavior. If you have this faith, then where is the desire and the longing for the companionship with the Quran? Where is the labor, the hard work to understand it? Where is the surrender and obedience to its message? How do we attain this faith and how can it be kept alive? Although there are many ways, he says, Sheikh I will mention only one here. The most effective way is reciting the Qur'an itself. This may look as if we are moving in a circle, but it's not really the case. For, As you read the Qur'an, you will surely recognize it as being the word of Allah. Your faith will then increase in intensity and depth. Believers, says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this translation, of Surah Anfal, verse two, believers are only those who, whenever Allah is mentioned, their hearts tremble with awe, and what, whenever His revelations are recited to them, they increase them in faith. Subhanallah, may Allah grant us to be of these believers. Just these words in English itself really captures the heart and the core of one and may Allah grant us to be of those and put us in those circles where we can be of those whether we hear the read the Quran in English or in Arabic yes it must be read in Arabic but may Allah grant us the ability to be of those inshallah when we hear his verses they move us in awe and they make our bodies, our hearts, our souls tremble in awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it starts with Alif Bata, and that's where we are going to with our Connecting with Quran series, inshallah. With Shaykh Ma'roof Tamam. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim.
1: Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Alhamdulillah, allahi bini'matihi tatimu والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فسبحانك اللهم لا إل مل إلا ما علمتني إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب شرحي صدري وييسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك اللهم وبحمد نشهد In the name of Allah All praises are due to Almighty Allah the creator All praises are due to Almighty Allah the owner of the day of judgment Allah who in his wisdom has provided to us this noble time for us to discuss about a book called Al-Qaeda to which is being uttered by a doctor Nur Muhammad Haqqani with Muhammad Farooq rai these two scholars describe to come out with this book which is al Qaeda to nuraniya they named it huruf as Al-Huruf Al-Qur'an Al-Karim our lesson four is Al-Darsul Rabi' which is Al-Huruf Al-Mutaharrika Al-Harakat Fatha Kasra Damma. when we say Al-Huruf al Al-Huruf al are the letters, the function letters. What makes them function? The vows we are going to put on them makes them function. Because previously, they come with their own name, which is Alif ba. That's how we said phonetic sounds, letters. So they are phonetic sounds. they got no vowel to give any sound to them. You just call them with their names. So now you have reached at a stage whereby you teach the child the names of the vowel, the names of the vowels, in which if they found those vowels on a letter, the sounds it gives to the letter. So number one, you teach the child how to spell how to spell it means how to mention the name of the letter and then also how to mention the name of the vowel and then also how to give the answer of the name of the vowel and then the name of the letter when the child is able to give the sounds out then it means he understands your explanation very well so first in first place you teach the child how to spell or you teach the child fatha how fatha works and then how kasra also it, how it sounds and then how doma also sounds after the child gets to know the sound of these three vows now you have to teach the child already he knows the letters already he knows the names of the letters already so here is not going to be a problem for him by mentioning the name of the letter so now you have to teach the child well to know well about the vows now so what is the sound of the fatha then you teach the child the name of fatha the sound of it is ah it sounds ah everywhere wherever whatever you put on then it gives you it gives you the sound of ah so now there are some places some letters are there like oh raw sword god for the wine cough. These letters are horoful al Horof Tafim. This al tafim, they will not fall under the letters which Fatha gives ah. Because when you give them a ah, then you're gonna spoil the, the way it sounds because the al tafhim, the fatha doesn't change it to the normal fatha sound. Because they are the heavy letters, we call them huruf tafrim. We call them also huruf al isti'ala. So these huruf, they take when they take fatha, the sound oh It takes the sound oh not the sound ah. But it's the same fatha which has been put in on ba. That ba takes ba. It's the same fatha which has been put in on saad. Then the saad takes saad. So. So if you can you can see the different sound here. So you have to explain to the child this is how the fatha works. It works in certain letters this way and then some other letters also this way. So if you don't explain it that way, there you're gonna find out in transliteration, many errors in transliterations. People write sort fatha, then you're gonna see sa. You see? Sort fatha, you're gonna see sa. Because of what? Because they do not understand how this must be taught. And they do not understand and they don't know how it works. So, sword changes to sin and it takes fatha, then it's now sa. So, what is the difference between sword and sin here? You see, when it comes to kaf, they say ka. So calf is ka, and then then the calf also will be ka. So what is the difference between calf and then the calf? See all these supposed to be uh, elaborated to the child and explain to the child for him to understand. Now you come to the level level two. Your level two, how you gonna explain to the child how to spell? So you you, you teach him. Number one, the name, you mentioned the name of the harf. The name of the harf. The child must be able to know harf in Arabic words. The name of the harf. That is one. Two, the name of the vowel, which is fatha or kasra or dhamma. Three, the answer or the sound so the answer or the sound so now you have given this procedure to the child you have putting that in his mind so anytime you put fatha on a hamza so the child will first of all mention the name of the hamza and then secondly he mentioned the name of the vowel like you say hamza Fatha equals to a, alif fatha equals to sin fatha equals to sa so now you have taught the child the sound how to spell them so the child must be able to read the names and then the vowels and get his answer so when the child is able to do that anywhere he found those letters he knows those letters by name and he knows the vowels by name and then he knows the answer which is supposed to be given to that this is how it goes, and this is how it works for us. <laughs> now again, we are going to read it and see how it's supposed to be read. Then you said, "Adharus al-Rabe, al-Huruf al-Mutahrrika, al-Harakat, Kasra, Dhamm, Hamza, Fathah, Hamza, Kasra, I, A, I, Hamza, u. A'i'u, ha fathaha ha kasrohi, ha hi ha dammahu ha hi hu ain fathaa ain kasrohi, ain ain dammahu a'i'u, ha fathaha ha kasrahi ha hi ha dammahu ha hi hu ق عين فتح ق ق كسره ق ق غ عين ضم ق ق ق خوف فتح خ خ كسره خ خ خ ضم خ خ ق فتح ق كسره ق ق ق ضم ق ق ك فتح ك kaf kasroki kaki kaf domaku kakiku, jim fatha jim kasroji jaji jim domaju jajiju shin fatasha shin kasroshi shashi shin domashu Shashishu, ya fataya Ya kasrayi, ya yi Ya dommayu, ya yi yu Dod fathadah Dod kasradih, dodih Dod dommadu, dodidu Lam fathala Lam kasrali, lali Lam dommalu, lalilu Lam fathala Lam kasrali, lali Lam Domalu Lalilu. Nun Fathana. Nun kasroni nani Nun Domanu Naninu. Ro Fathara. Ro kasroti rari, ro Domaru Rori ru. To fathato. To kasroti tovi to domatu totitu. Dal fathada dal kasrodi dadi dal domadu dadi du ta fatata ta kasroti tati ta domatu tati tu sod fataso sod kasrosi sosu sod domaso sosisu sin fatasa sin kasrosi sasi sin domasu sasisu <laughs> za fat Za kasrozi, zazi, za domazu, zazizu. Va fat haza, vokasrozi, vavi, vodomazu, vavi, val fat haza, valkasrozi, vadi, veldomazu, Domazu vitha fat haza, tha kasrozi, tha thi. Zazi fa damma thu, thu fa si fa fi, fa fafi fa fu, fa kasra fi fu wawi wa waw wa damma wu wawi wu ba fathaba ba kasro bi, ba bi ba damma bu ba Mim mami This is how you're going to read to the child and how the child must be able to spell and read. So you're going to say, after Hamza Fatha'a, Hamza Kasro'i, A'i, Hamza Doma'u, A'i'u, then it means the child, he knows the name of the letter, he knows the name of the vowel, and he knows the answer, how it sounds. So, when it comes to uh, letter sword, when it comes to letter sword and teacher or the muallima or mudarrisa should be able to assist the child. Because the child is not used to such way of pronunciation when it comes to kasra. The sword will be easier for them to read sword when it takes fatha when it takes doma but it's not going to be easy for the child for him to be able to read when it takes kasra, unless you assist the child properly then the child picks it up directly from you again like you say sword casserole you said sweet the way the the lip gonna frown a bit for the sword to be able to come out with casserole it takes an effort it takes an effort for it to be done so this effort will not be able to come from the child directly it must come from the muallima or from the mudarris, for the child to be able to pick it up try to let your child look at your mouth or your lip whenever you teaching the child because he picks it up directly from the lip and then he will be able to apply it by himself but when you're teaching the child and the child is busy looking in the quran or in the book then at that time the child will not be able to pick up how you pronouncing the letter properly so you draw the child the attention of your child or your student for him to look at your mouth your lip the way you pronouncing the letter for the child also to be able to pronounce it the same way. And this is how the child comes out with quality al in his life. And that helps him throughout his life and then until he completes his Quran with an accurate Tajweed teachings. May Almighty Allah make it easy for all of us. Once again, when it comes to the names, when it comes to Al-Hurafu, Al Huruf al Mutaharika, the Harakat, which is fatah Kasra, and damma. You can take notice from the beginning. Everything lies on the beginning. How did we begin? How was the beginning of the lesson? So we were taught that the first, the, the, your Alif is Alif, and your bar is being dragged to. And your ta is two. So this is the formula that the child will continue with it in his spellings. Like for instance, you say ha fat, ha, ha. You did not say ha fatha. Ha. There, there will be no difference between that your ha and then the ha which is the answer. So it has to take two duration by its nature way of reciting, of reading. Ha fatha ha kasrohi ha he. Ha, Ha ha hehu. When it takes the vowel, then the vowel shutting it because it is short vowels. These, these vowels, these three vowels we're talking about are the short vowels. So when it found itself on the letter, then it shutting the the letter and give the sound. So this is how it works. So if the child do not learn the first lesson or the lesson one properly, then when he reaches here for his spellings, is going to have. A complicated complications may Allah ease it for all of us inshallah when we meet again we are going to continue our lesson inshallah wa la hada wala laimun lillah muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa wa akhir da'wana anilhamdulillahi hamdulillahi rabbil alamin wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh